Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Cheers, everyone, and welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour podcast. I'm Kim Selby, the San Francisco editor of the Three Tomatoes newsletter. And I am gleefully here today with Jean Kelly, who is an amazing tomato changing live. Among her many accomplishments, Jean has been a vocal performer, a teacher, a conductor, and a music administrator. And all of those things she still does today, they prepared her well um, to serve as the founder and artistic director of Encore Creativity for Older Adults. And I hope you all are intrigued, and I want you to keep listening and find out how music can save your life. So welcome, Jean, and thank you. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting for me. Well, it's very exciting for me, and I know for all of our listeners, but me in particular, because I love theater, I love music, I have always seen the value in it, and I know that you see the value in it, and especially for people over a certain age, over 55, I believe, uh, you're helping them in many ways. But before we get into Encore, and Tell me or tell us a little bit about, did you always want to be in music? Were you one of those children who just sang from the minute they were, could speak? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've always wanted to be in music. I wanted to be up in front in the, when we would go to church, I would want to be all the way up in the front and singing. And, and then when I was in uh, school, uh, middle school, high school, I always was in the chorus. Uh, I always wanted the solo and <laughs> loved the solo. And so, yes, it's just a part of me. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine my life without music. Did your parents encourage you? Were they supportive of your love of music and singing? They did. They they were my greatest fans. Uh, they would come to all my concerts. They made sure that I had uh, voice lessons with excellent teachers. Um, they sent me to college for a, a voice major. Uh, they were really behind me. That's very fortunate. So you were able to take vocal coaching and lessons as a young child? I was. I did. I started. It's a very funny story. I started when I was about 14. I wouldn't suggest anyone start before that. Mm -hmm. And um, my mother found this uh, voice teacher in Center Valley, Pennsylvania. I lived in a small town in Pennsylvania, Catasauqua. <laughs> and there were there were no voice teachers there. All, although my first piano teacher was my next door neighbor. But my mother found me this teacher. And so off we went to Center Valley. And uh, so she lived on a farm and she had a dog and the dog took his place under the grand piano and I was uh, doing uh, I had to learn this piece called Indian Love Call 
<laughs> I <And> know. <laughs> so I started singing and the, do- the dog started howling. I'll never forget it. I was so embarrassed. I said to my mother, I am not going back there. Well, I did go back there, thankfully. And um, uh, from there, I, I went on to major in, in voice in college. But that was my beginning with voice lessons. <laughs> well, if anybody has heard Indian love song, it is very high. It, it is, is it is, it is. Thrill-like. And it's great music for dogs to, to replicate. <laughs> it's so high. Yeah. Well, that's funny. So you were obviously born with this gift of being able to sing. And uh, do you think that uh, it's something that can be developed in people who don't naturally have an affinity? I know this has nothing to do really with, but it does a little bit with encore. So that's... You know, oh, the voice! Oh, the voice can definitely be developed. I, I had a a very dark um, voice. It, I sounded older than I was, and unfortunately, some of my um, teachers uh, wanted to make me sound even darker. And so actually in um, right in the middle of my career, I had to undo my voice and make it so that I could use it for life. Uh, because the technique I was using would not have allowed me to do that. So it's really, uh, I get so excited when I have older adults come in and they learn about an instrument that they didn't even know they owned. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is incredible to me. And then they get passionate about it and they get excited and they can't, they can't sing enough. So yes, one, one can change, one can change their voice and, and keep going. That is so good to know. That is, that's very powerful for many people because speaking is so important. And I know that singing, you know, helps you speak and speaking helps you sing. But I know that developing that muscle is like any other muscle, correct? Oh, well, yes. And uh, so many people speak too low. They can talk down like this. And if I talk down like that all day, I'd I'd get really tired. And, um, and, and the other thing, when you're working with adults, um, many of them live alone. They don't talk all day. And so everything starts, you know, the hard, the, the soft palate starts falling and, and they don't smile. So those muscles aren't, aren't used and before you know it their voice is way down and then people start saying and and then they start stop articulating and people start saying I can't understand you I can't understand you and so singing really helps an aging voice Um, it helps their speaking tremendously well and you do hear uh amazing performers over 70 still sounding fabulous. And I know that it's a myth that can be dispelled about how some people lose their voices and it's not as beautiful. But I I don't believe that because you do hear some performers that are still just as beautiful sounding. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, when I'm talking to a singer that's thinking about joining Encore, they'll say, well, I used to sing. Right. And, their, and their speaking voice is, is just perfect. And I said, well, if you have brain and you have breath, you can sing. So I think it, it, this this myth that people develop that, you know, while I'm 70 now, I can't sing anymore is just, it. it's not true. doesn't work. All right. Well, that will bring us right into uh, Encore as well. And I know that, tell uh, our listeners a little bit about the creativity and aging study 
that you were a part of in 2001. Is that what brought you towards what you are doing now? It is. Uh, I was asked by Dr. Gene Cohen. He was uh, a world-known world uh, gerontologist, but especially in the age of creativity and aging. And he found out that I was doing uh, some work with older adults. We, I was doing voice classes, which quickly morphed into a chorus. And so he was asked by uh, the National Endowment for the Arts to do this creativity and aging study. It was a landmark study. And it was uh, to show um, how older adults uh, reacted to singing under a professional, and that was the key word, professional conductor. And uh, what we found in the first year after uh, nine months of singing was that these singers had fewer falls, they took fewer medications, they had less hospital visits, they had um, few, uh, less need for long-term health care. Their morale was so much higher, so much less depression. Um, when you think about being part of a chorus, you know, isolation is not part of, it's not part of that scene. So, uh, it was a great study to be in on. It lasted for three years. We had uh, wonderful results. Uh, the number, of, uh, the size of the corrals kept growing. And uh, from that, a few years later, I decided that I wanted to spend my life working with older adults because, first of all, um, I didn't think older adults were challenged enough. They were just given song sheets. Um, they weren't respected enough in the arts. Uh, once you get a, a certain age, well, they'll be happy with anything. And no, we're not. Uh, they really, <laughs> and I say we because I'm about to be 70. Uh, they really expect and love a challenge. And uh, so I decided to start Encore and we've been going strong. Well, I think it, it, it is amazing. And it's sad to me that, <laughs> that this part of the population of which I'm rapidly becoming is, is told that you can't do this, you know, or shunned. I, I know from having tried out for musicals, you know, and I'm not, I'm in my mid sixties, uh, that, you know, oh, well, you know, there's no parts for you. You know, they're, you're too old for this. And and it's very disheartening because the older population, everybody's living longer. So oh, everybody's yeah. living longer <laughs> and they they want exciting things to do. Right. And uh, yeah, we give it to them every day. Okay. Well, I know. But let's talk about because I, I I was fascinated by what you do. So talk a little bit about when when did you start Encore and tell us a little bit about it, you know, just, you know, the whole concept behind it. And well, I know it's very successful, but where it's located. Well, Encore is the, the nation's largest choral program for older adults. And we are based uh, right outside of Washington, D.C. And we currently have over well, just in the Washington, D.C. and New York City area, we have 1,300 singers. 
And then we have programs across the country. We have them in uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, two huge courses in Denver, and a course out in Santa Clarita, California. And um, these uh, choruses these provide a very um, uh, just professional uh, run, professionally run uh, mm -hmm. choral situation for these people to come to every week. So we, um, we have two programs. We have Encore Chorale, which is the traditional choral rep. So in that chorale, you would sing uh, maybe uh, ari or um, oratorio or opera choruses. You would sing um, American Songbook. You would sing Broadway. You would sing spirituals. And uh, that is the larger program for us. But of course, it's also uh, the, the first program we started. And then one day I was driving into D.C. and I thought, what would people my age really get off on? Mm -hmm. And I thought, OK, let's start a rock and roll chorus. Oh, that, <laughs> that has been crazy fun. I mean, we uh, they sing from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, they just did a big rock and roll chorus um, camp in, in Annapolis, Maryland at St. John's College. There were 125 rockers oh. and they sang all day. Uh, we'd start the morning with yoga and then they'd have rehearsals. They'd have, uh, they talk about vocal technique. And then in the evening we would bring rock bands in. And I'll tell you, I, I don't care if they had a cane or a walker or they were out there dancing, every one of them. It was just so much fun. It and sounds that, amazing. Yeah, that was the second Rocks Camp we had. Now, next, our next Rocks Camp, uh, we are going to take it to Cleveland, Ohio, where we are going to take advantage of the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So that will be really fun. So just do people have to audition to be a part well, of your chorale? The best thing about it is that there are no auditions. There is no judgment. So somebody, we have a few types of singers. We have singers that have sung their entire life. We have singers that haven't sung in 20, 30, 40 years because they've had a career, they've raised a family. And then we have some singers that have never sung and we make it all work. I always say safety in numbers. Yeah. So you, you have a corral of say 100 singers we seat the ones that are not real confident or comfortable right next door to a person who is very comfortable and it just works. And, and yeah. all our, all our um, conductors are, uh, they're all singers. They're all professionally trained singers and they're all pianists. So it's, it's really a good deal for our singers. They get the best training. Oh, that's so wonderful. I also read that you are very accommodating. Some people sit who can't stand when they're performing or practicing, and some people who can stand do. And I think that makes everybody feel very included. Oh, that's we, really special. Yeah, we do huge concerts, and we will have maybe we'll be presenting 150 singers, and we will have 75 sitting and the rest up on risers. So it doesn't matter if you can't. If you can't stand to sing, we accommodate. And nobody is called down for it. It's just what we are. 
So you generally people are over 55. Is that correct? Who they have, participate? They have, to, they be have to be over 55. Right, right. And what's your oldest? Who is the oldest you've had in your Oh, we group? did have a singer who was 104. Oh, my goodness. Good oh, yes. Yeah. And she was a theater person. She was actually a puppeteer. And she just loved it. And a very funny story. She was in in the very beginning uh, when we did the landmark creativity and aging study. And uh, it was supposed to air on, on the national news. And uh, it didn't because we were in the middle of uh, something just very politically important that they, they kept on pushing it out the door and saying, well, we'll air it, but we just can't air it now. So she called the station and she said, if you don't air it, she said, <laughs> she said, I buy, I buy, I'm buying food for all my friends. And then you, then you don't show it. She said, I don't want my, uh, what did she say? I don't want my bananas to go bad. So she said, would you please air this piece? So she, she was a dynamite person. I mean, she was great. That is so great. That yeah. is so wonderful. And talk also about some of the benefits uh, that I, you touched on them briefly, but a little bit more of how important this is in terms of community and and some of the things that have come out of this in terms of improving the quality of people's lives. Well, um Isolation is huge in our country today. Not only our aging um, people, but um, everywhere you see it. And for our singers to be able to come to a weekly rehearsal and just be fired up about that and they see their friends and, and then they, um, they decide to have lunch, maybe six or eight singers well to lunch together. And then they find that they all like the theater, so they they make uh, plans to go to the theater together. It brings them together and they, they have a real sense of community. I mean, I'm, I'm so pleased that we, we provide these excellent physical benefits and these excel, excellent mental benefits for our singers, but the social benefits are enormous. I mean, we, we, um, you know, when we go to camp, it's, it, people are using Encore as a way of life now. Oh, that's, that's so wonderful. I mean, I think that's so valuable for anybody. It's true because in the digital age, so many of us work from home. It's oh, not yes. just the elderly. Now, are most of the participants retired or do you still have people who are in the working world? We still have people in the working world. We have one chorus, DC Rocks chorus, that meets at night. But all our other choruses either meet at 10.30 in the morning, we keep them out of traffic, <laughs> or they meet at 1.30 in the afternoon so they can get home before the traffic begins. And um, they, um, it, it, it just works for us. Well, it, it also, it just, it sounds like such a program that should be everywhere. There's none here in my area in San Francisco. Oh, that would be well, amazing. We should do that. We really should do that. Well, in eight, all major metropolitan areas, I can see how valuable, you know, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, Dallas. I mean, there, you know, the population, I just, this is such a valuable thing for not only the people attending it, but for the community. For And I, I saw a video of these people of performing, and it, it was incredible. 
what yeah, you they're, have they're, done. they're good. They're very good. And yeah. uh, one, one of the reasons I started Encore was that um, a lot of the choral conductors out there who uh, conduct auditioned uh, choruses, they start to ask the older singers to audition more. Um, they want to weed these older voices out that don't match the younger voices. And a lot of people, for a lot of singers, it becomes a way of life. Singing is, is just part of how they live. So where do these singers who have just been kicked out of their chorus that they've been in for years, where do they go? And so we're finding that they come to Encore. We try and work with the choral conductors around D.C. area uh, so that they know we're there. And uh, what we try and do in Encore, and what we do, I think, so beautifully, is that we keep music just as exciting as it was when they were in high school or college or their auditioned choirs. You know, we, we have their sequential rehearsals every week. Uh, they have to prepare. Uh, we ask them to take it seriously. Uh, we have these fabulous camps that they can come to in the summer. Uh, every May, we do a concert tour somewhere fabulous. So we have done uh, European river cruises where we sing in magnificent venues along the way. Uh, two years ago, we did Canada. And we draw huge crowds to our, our, our concerts because they're all free. And uh, this past year, we went to England. We actually, we crossed uh, the Atlantic Ocean on the Queen Mary 2. <gasps> wow! We, yeah, we did uh, three concerts on the Queen Mary 2. And then we got to Southampton and we were picked up by Classical Movements. And they had planned two wonderful uh, big concerts for us, one with a male Bath choir in Bath, England, and then one uh, in London. So it was a fabulous tour. What and an incredible experience for for everyone, for the participants and for those who are fortunate enough to see the performances. I think that's really, it's really awakening the eyes of so many people. It is. And, you know, we, we haven't done that much PR because, uh, well, we're mainly in D.C. Um, and our the, the crowds that we get are huge. It's always standing room only. We, uh, so, so we get our, we get our singers from our audiences. You know, we gave a, a concert. Well, let me back up. We were um, singing at the Millennium Stage at the Kennedy Center for 11 years. And oh. it was a small stage. It was always at the holiday. And the last year we were there, uh, we got a call and they said, we love you. You're, you're great. You, you do exactly, you know, you represent the, the Kennedy Center so beautifully, but you've outgrown it. And I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> then she said, but we would like to present you on the stage of the Kennedy Center Concert Hall. Well, I about fell off my chair. <laughs> and uh, so last year was the first year we did it, December 26th. I thought, who's going to come out for a concert December 26th? And actually, the place was packed because there's a lot of people visiting D.C., a lot of family that they say, okay, it's December 26th. I need everybody out of the house. <laughs> and we had a line around the Kennedy Center trying to get in. The concert is free. 
Kennedy Center um, offers this for free. And it was a huge hit. And to see the the singers' faces and to, I mean, the excitement was incredible. Um, and not everybody gets to do that, especially if you're 70, 80 years old. Exactly. So. I mean, that is such a gift you are giving to them. And the other thing that I think is very interesting is you just, that you just started, I believe I read, um, you started a program for those diagnosed with um, earlier beginning Alzheimer's. Correct. We are, we have had an open house and our first rehearsal will be this Monday, September the 9th. And we are really excited about this program because when you have as many older adult singers as we do, and you say that you are offering singing for a lifetime, we weren't really doing that because there were singers that couldn't handle the repertoire that we were doing in Encore Chorale or Encore Rocks. Mm. And so I decided we had to have a place for them to continue. And uh, they're going to be singing in three parts. They have a fabulous conductor. She's a professional conductor. Uh, at the piano, we have a music therapist. So uh, we are staffed up and we are ready to go. And that's taking place in Fairfax, of Virginia at the Insight Memory Care Center. And that is what they do. They that is really incredible. And how many people do you have signed up? So far we have 20 and that's a good start. No, that's a great start. Yep. yep. So your programs, you charge a very minimal fee, I think, isn't it, to participate? We do. We are a nonprofit organization and we have a lot of expenses. Um, I just spent $15,000 on music the other day and that's Ooh. just that's just for that's just for the fall semester. That's not camps or that's not spring semester. And you know, we have staff, etc. Of course, we pay all our professional conductors and all our concerts are free. So we do need to charge tuition and the typical tuition is about $175 for 15 weeks. No, that's rehearsals. a great that's yeah. a great value. I mean, I think well, I think it's important to charge something too because you find people that are more committed. They are. You know, you're paying, but it's like paying for any kind of a class for yoga or a workout class. Correct. Uh, you're paying for your vocal class and for the opportunity to be with all of these other amazing people who, who share the same interests as well. That's that's correct. And they they really uh, love the fact that they get professionalism. And um, that's expensive. We can't offer Absolutely. we can't offer that for free. Well, I think you need to really develop this in all the I'm at, in your free time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that is on that is on our agenda. That is part of our strategic plan to spread out across the United States. I just um, when I was we were just up at Chautauqua Institution, mm -hmm. New York, for our final summer camp, and. Um, a wonderful, uh, talented gal from St. Louis, Missouri came out to speak with me. And so we'll probably start one in the St. Louis area. And then there's a huge retirement area in Delaware. Oh. And uh, we'll be starting uh, an Encore Corral program in Delaware in January. So we're starting. We're starting to move. You're getting there. And with our podcast and everybody across the country, I'm sure there will be even more interest. So Jean, do you miss performing or do you still perform? 
Well, I, every now and then I will perform for the singers. And uh, we had a, a delightful soprano um, performing at, Ch at Chautauqua. And she was uh, singing the Abenera from Carmen. And that was one of the roles I did. And uh, actually, I was playing for her concert. I was her pianist. And I said, why are you singing Carmen when you're a lyric soprano? She said, because I love it. And she said, I see that you've sung the role, and I have. So she said, okay, I'm going to sing the first verse of the, of the aria, and you're going to sing the second verse. Well, I thought the singers would go nuts <laughs> because <laughs> they, never really, uh, they never really had the opportunity to hear, hear me do that. So, yeah, I, I sing in the rehearsals, of course. You demonstrate the technique. Mm -hmm. And um, do I miss performing? Yeah. I love what I do right now. I love working with these singers and I love making a difference in their mm -hmm. lives. So no, I really don't miss performing. <laughs> That's wonderful. You are fulfilling yourself in, in another way. Oh, yeah. And this is obviously what this act in life has taken you to help others. And I think that is one of the greatest gifts that people can give. I really do. And as, and that's kind of a perfect way to sort of end this or around, you know, finish up our, our little talk together. And it's a lesson to those you've taken your passion. And I'm, whenever I speak to people about this, you've taken your passion and you've turned it into a passion to help others. I, I have, and I'm very content doing it. I love and, it. I, I think that is wonderful. And I really encourage anybody who is listening or interested to to look you up online and listen to some of these vocal performances that are truly incredible. Do you want to give your website so that they yes. can find you? It's EncoreCreativity.org. EncoreCreativity.org. And it's Jean Kelly. And you have just given a gift to so many people over a certain age to help bring them back to life and I think we all need that and thank you for sharing your gift with everyone well thank you so much I appreciate you inviting me on your show of thank course you. and thank you for taking the time and I look forward to hearing them and seeing a San Francisco edition soon <laughs> all right you're on you're on <laughs> <laughs>